You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies, this is the wrong intro. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to let it ride. (laughs) I'm just, I'm not doing it today. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. I don't think this is what I usually say during Packernet After Dark. Oh, it's because it's the wrong music. Whatever, man. This is Packernet After Dark, not some weird crossover, some kind of havesy. It's just regular old Packernet After Dark. The uh, phone number here is 608-501-0718 if you'd like to call in and talk about whatever it is you people talk about. Um, New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers, but we got callers, so let's have some fun. Hey, Ryan. Steve up in Alaska. How's it going, big guy? Good. A couple things. Just getting ready for my day to start in. I was listening to the show, so I figured I'd call in. Uh, Thing number one, uh, I'm going to try really, 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 really hard never, ever to make a drunk call late at night again (laughs) because I listened to myself, and that was was humiliating and embarrassing. I I don't know what I was going on about, and I don't know why I called. Um, Fair enough. Two, uh, listening to Colin Coward. I don't know why none of us caught on to this or said anything about this in rebuttal, but he had a guest on, and he was trying to pin him on the whole, uh, we haven't seen any film from Jordan Love or no no, you know, great shots or no nothing from him, and isn't that some big deal? And the guy said to, said to Colin, flat out, laughed at him and said, I don't know why you're trying to pin me down, but let's be honest, what film were we going to see? Aaron Rodgers was there. You think <laughs> Rodgers was going to let all this great film show up about his backup, the backup that he hates having there, the backup that he's trying to show up and prove that he's better than and he's never should have been drafted. So there's a big reason probably why we never saw any pictures or heard anything or saw any film of Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers wasn't letting it happen. Um, And then the third thing, uh, listening... So I I did see that. I don't remember exactly how that conversation went. Um, it It was clearly one of those things where the person that he's interviewing doesn't want to be confrontational. He's trying to kind of agree, but also really doesn't agree. So he kind of, you know, well, you know, yeah, but but at the same time... Now, I will say, I I, I genuinely disagree with the notion that... And, and Colin Coward loved that answer because it was so um, vehemently anti-Rodgers. You could tell I'm just getting giddy over that answer. But, I mean, look, I I, I don't like a lot of the things that happened last year, especially in regard to Rodgers. 
but I absolutely do not think that um, Rodgers was, you know, deliberately stymieing any sort of, you know, social media stuff getting out about Jordan Love. Like, there was some great film of practice, which isn't even allowed, which is really the bigger issue. There was some great film and practice of Jordan Love just carving people up, and Rodgers is like, don't you dare freaking let that get out or I quit or something. I, that, that didn't happen. Now, with that said, I know for a fact the front office and Matt LaFleur and everybody else had no intentions whatsoever of bragging about how great Jordan Love is and how much they love Jordan Love while Rodgers is still the quarterback. In fact, they're, you know, any question about Love during the regular season or whatever probably would have been brought back to, we have a starting quarterback by the name of Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, I don't think Rodgers would actively uh, shut down any videos of Jordan that look good. I'm sure there are some out there somewhere. He's just an idiot and pretends that it doesn't exist. I don't know. It, the whole thing is dumb. As you're, we're going over the teams and the schedule, and you're talking about it, something I kind of noticed. Uh, the other teams in the NFC North seem to have a penchant for picking up our cast-offs. Oh, yeah. Big I don't time. see us doing this much. I mean, right. I know we had Adrian Amos, but that was a cap casualty. He was a really good player when we got him. But you look at the Bears and, and the Vikings and the Lions, and they always seem to have two or three players that we got rid of. But yet at the same time, everybody wants to talk about how our team isn't any good. And the only reason we ever were any good was because of Aaron Rodgers and all the rest of these guys garbage. But as soon as we let somebody go, they're picking them up. So I, I want- Well, yeah, and an even better example of that would be Aaron Rodgers himself who left. And what did he do? He took the team with him. <laughs> I mean, if this is a disgruntled quarterback who's saying, I would have been so good if it wasn't for, you know, not having any help, well, why did you just bring half the Green Bay Packers staff over with you? If the if it was the receivers, like Randall and Lazard, that were holding you back, you probably don't want them there with you. You'd rather be with the Jets, who have, you know, better weapons for you and just kind of go that route. Doesn't that kind of make sense? So, yeah, I, again, I think the whole narrative was always stupid. And, yeah, it is hilarious when the NFC North just poaches our people because it, it's it's kind of twofold. It's, number one, you're admitting that these are, that, that first of all, your your team is deficient, right? You suck, and so you're getting guys that we are casting off, like Robert Tunyon, Jamal Williams, whatever. But you're also kind of admitting we're better than you and we had better players than you because the fans would never admit that while they're on our team you would never hear a bears fan talk positively about robert tunyon but boy oh boy now that he's a bear now that the packers are like nah this guy is just i'm done with this this is a failed experiment or jimmy graham for that matter or any other tight end that we got rid of that they picked up that was lucas patrick last year along the offensive line freaking hilarious but yeah, now, oh, he's 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 one of the weapons, man. He's one of those guys that's going to change that franchise forever. I don't know if, you, if you've noticed anything like that or if anybody else has noticed anything like that. Um, but that's all I had to say. I'm going to go back to slicing roast beef and getting ready for the day to start. Take it easy, y'all. Bye. Go back. Very good, very good. Thanks for the call, sir. Ryan. Yo. Kyle from Madison. How are you, buddy? What up? Okay. I'm just going to let you know at a time. I'm going to split this into two calls because it's two trains of thought. Okay. The first call here is a request for some statistics. I know you have, mm. you're a little more adept at that and you've got some tools that I don't have and maybe some more time, maybe not though. But my question is, okay. if we look at 
quarterbacks who I'll say first round picks, but you might need to go, you know, first and second for a larger data set. But my question is, are we able to first find how many quarterbacks were able were drafted, you know, in the first or second round and then were allowed to sit for three years? Oh, that's that's gonna be a short list. That's my first question. I mean, I can honestly, I mean, obviously there's two I can think of. I don't remember how long Steve Young sat behind Montana. I'm sure I'm forgetting some people. But I'm just interested in what does that data set look like in the last, you know, 30 whatever years? How many people are in the same situation that Rogers was and Love is now? My next question is then, if we look at quarterbacks taken early in the draft, who are allowed to sit, do we find a direct variation between the time they were able to sit, whether it's one year, two year, three year, before getting the reins, do we find a direct variation between that time and the performance of that player once they hit the field? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, that's got to be the case. I mean, you get to, certainly we see what happens when you rush guys out Things like oftentimes it's disaster, they develop bad habits and are kind of ruined. Um, obviously, there's exceptions. Lawrence, I guess, came on. Herbert, you know, there's exceptions, obviously. But uh, I feel like in my mind that, that generally is a concept I'm accepting, and maybe that's just because of Rogers. I don't know. But I'm wondering if that's true. And if it is true, who are those people and how good did they play? Because when I'm having these Jordan Love conversations, it'd be really useful to know, like, how that should be taken into account statistically with past results. I know that doesn't always predict future results, but is there a precedent statistically um, that we see with players that are able to sit and watch and then play? All right. Well, I'm I'm trying right now to kind of poke around and see if I can. The only thing I can think is to find first round draft picks and then try to see if I can find you know really low stats in their first years. So like find quarterbacks with first round draft picks with less than ten attempts in their first three years or something like that. I don't know if I have that tool anywhere. But here's what I can pretty much tell you confidently: there's not going to be enough of a of a sample size to be able to find any real correlations with anything we're going to find maybe five quarterbacks since 2020 and what we would probably need to be able to get you know good enough data to compare would be i don't know 50 all right so here's the best i can find since 2000 first round draft picks who sat for three years and the way i did that is less than five starts aaron Rodgers, jordan love and that's basically it the only other two that are on here are Paxton Lynch and Trey Lance. But the only reason that they made that criteria is because they played and are terrible. Paxton Lynch actually did play the year he was drafted. Um, He came in as a rookie weeks 4 and 5, and then came back in week 13 and was horrific. And then in 2017, um, he played again weeks 12 and 17, and he has not played a single starter rep since. Trey Lance also played in 2021. Now, what most teams do is they kind of ease their guy in, and if they're not ready, they're not ready, then they play a little bit more next year. 
but with Paxton and Lance, Paxton and Lance, I think you had situations where they tried to ease him in. They saw that they were terrible and then decided this isn't going to work, right? 2021, he played a little bit. 2022, they're like, all right, we're taking the training wheels off. Let's let this guy fly. He plays week one and is terrible. Then week two, he plays three snaps and we haven't seen him since. Maybe he got injured. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He had no, They're not putting him back in. If I bump it out to second round picks, and again, I'm not going to go through everybody's history. You can look into these yourself, but I'll give you the names and you can see the circumstances in terms of did they actually sit and then come in and weren't good or what was the situation. But you have, um, hilariously, Brian Brom. So there's 11 guys here and three of them are Packers. Kyle Trask. Now he was drafted in 2021, so technically he's only sat for two years. Brock Osweiler. Uh... Marquez Tuiasasopu, Tuiasasopo, I haven't heard that name in a long time, Kevin Cobb, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Drew Stanton. And again, what this is, is in their first three years, they had less than five starts. So I hope it helps. Clearly, this is not a list of just elite quarterbacks who sat there. Usually it's guys that just are not good and didn't play. It's like Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of backups and then some not even backups. And again, the reason for that is some of them were backups, like Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he was sat behind Tom Brady. And the rest of the guys didn't get to five stars because they were bad. That, that's just not a thing anybody does anymore. But, again, go take a look. Kyle from Madison. All Howdy. Right. Here is the second thing I really wanted to do. I'm not saying this is going to happen, okay? But mm-hmm. I want to provide a little bit of a public service to my fellow Packer fans because I think we need it. And rarely do we not know, like, 80% of what our team will be the next year. Yeah. And I feel like we're all either just haters of love or really, like, scared we'll jinx him by talking too much smack. And so I'd like to do a little, um, what do you want to call it? I guess you could call it manifesting. Maybe it's a meditation, meditative session. But I'd like you to just put... Got to get you out of Madison, brother. Wear your wet blankets, okay? And suspend any disbelief you might have. And I just want to do a thought exercise here. Just just a thought exercise, okay? So just let go of whatever side of this you're on, okay? And just be willing to imagine for a moment the following, okay? Because this is possible. I want everyone to understand. This is possible, you know? This is the scenario, okay? Imagine we are mid-season, and Jordan Love is absolutely the dude. He is everything his upside was said to be in college. He is like freaking a new type of Mahomes-esque player. He has been laying waste to the NFL. And we know now we have the guy. All right, imagine that feeling. Ryan is on his 15th podcast destroying the Bears in like 12 hours or the Vikings, whoever the latest opponent is, right? You're mowing the lawn and or shoveling snow by then, and you're listening to the Packernet podcast because guess what? Love is the man, and we are going to have a whole other thing going, right? Imagine what that would feel like. And now, however long you want to live in that world before you put on your realistic glasses or whatever, I just 
think it's important for myself included to remember, like, that isn't impossible, okay? That is not impossible. It's not even impossible that he is way better than just good. He could be freaking great, okay? Just because we have Favre and Rodgers does not mean he can't be the next thing. Am I saying I'm expecting it? I'm not saying that. But I just want us all to just for this brief period of a few weeks in our lives, imagine the possibility, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, I appreciate that. Um, it is nice to envision. Um, I feel like the closer we get to the season, I mean, I, I really want it. I need football. I'm, I'm tired of all this stuff, but I also feel like the closer we're getting to it, the further I'm getting away from where you're at. Um, doesn't have anything to do with reality. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong or whatever. It's just... You kind of come back to center a little bit. You know, you kind of doom and gloom for a little bit, and then you kind of bounce back about, no, no, actually, it's going to be good. It's going to be freaking great, you know? And then you kind of realize, like, what the heck am I doing up here? Like one of those cartoons where you're standing way up there, and there's nothing below, you know, when he walks off a cliff, and there's nothing below his feet. It's like, oh, crap, and then you fall. Kind of had one of those moments. But I, I really feel like we just need one win. I'm not talking about for the season I'll be content with one win. I'm just saying we got to get one under our belt. Because right now, the way the Packers are being treated, I think the way that a lot of us are feeling is like, we just got to go out and prove that this is like an actual real football team with a real, like they know what they're doing and everything. Because, dude, I, I, Rodgers is gone. And yeah, 31 other teams have played without Rodgers every season, the entire time that you know he's been in the league. But I'm not totally convinced it's possible. So once I see, oh, you don't have to be Aaron Rodgers to throw a ball to another human being and he can run and go get yards. And if you do that enough times with a halfway competent defense, you can actually win football games, especially beating up on really bad teams. But it's one step at a time. It's like me and my son last year when things were really bad and it seemed like we couldn't do any of those things. We'd always say, first step, get a yard. Next step, get a first down. I mean, it was always just just baby steps, all right? Just get a freaking yard first. Prove to me you can do that. All right, we got a yard. Now, can you get a first down? And then eventually you get to the point where it's like, all right, time to close it out, boys. Get that touchdown, which usually didn't happen. But yeah, man, positivity and rainbows and sunshine and all that stuff. Hey, Ryan. Yo. Joe, the janitor. Hello, Joe, the janitor. Hey. How's it going, bud? I'm good. How are you? Well, um... I'm officially a janitor again. Wonderful news. I did, did get hired at this sports complex I was telling you about. All right. I got orientation this attention. week. All right. So cool. I'm, uh, I'll explain more about that later. But, yep. Great. Back to Can't Joe, wait. the official janitor. Um, I did want to also say that they see the number truthers. Definitely... Uh, a little higher than the deniers. Mm-hmm. Um, would definitely add yourself to the denier hey. section. For no, sure. no, no, so no. no, no. Be whatever. I never do. said that. Um, anyway, I had a question. Okay. What if Christian Watson, second year is pretty good, but Jaden Reed has an even better season than Christian Watson did in his rookie season. That would be amazing. What if Jaden Reed's rookie season is better than Christian Watson? How good could we be? All right, so um, 
I mean, what if your boss gave you a raise and instead of getting what he usually gives you, he gives you like, you know, 20% more? What I mean, like, would that be okay or would that be a bad thing or would you be happy? It'd be awesome. You're saying, if what if Christian Watson is good, but Jaden Reed is better, or at least better than Watson was as a rookie year, which I'm guessing he would have to be better than Watson, because Watson was already good last year, so he's basically staying the same. So if he stays the same and Jaden Reed's better than he was last year, then he's going to be better than he was this year. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm so, I'm, I'm so conflicted, you know what I mean, between... The, the vacillations between, man, I'm super nervous, you know, I mean, all we lost was Devontae, I didn't think that was going to be a big deal, and look what happened, now we lost Rodgers, like, maybe I'm downplaying this too much, and it's going to be a disaster, what if we are a three-win team, and oh my goodness, hemming and hawing, and all this stuff, and then it's like, dude, freaking Jaden Reed, and Christian Watson, you know how good that's going to be, Musgrave too, and who knows, maybe Kraft, do a little bit, a little, a little something-something, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, Lucas Van Ness in there with the boys. Jair, come on. Come on, man. Devontae Wyatt, Quay, if they're going to let him play after the violence he displayed. Why do I feel like I'm rhyming a lot? Hey, Ryan. Hey. Joe, janitor. It sure is. From Connecticut. Yep. So, um, I wanted to call back. I wanted to give a shout out to Nico um, okay. and all the rest of the truthers. Um, Nico, unfortunately, probably not going to make it out to Green Bay on September 28th. Um, but, uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to have a PBR on you, but I'm sure going to have some tonight. Probably only a six-pack, though. 12-pack a day, that seems excessive. Um, so, this past weekend, at our, uh, annual summer party at my house, so, um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of um, doing anything, like having hosting any indoor type of event. So Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, Easter, that kind of stuff is uh, at different people's house, whether it's my parents or the in-laws or the aunt's house. But um, I host one party a year. It happens around the 4th of July. This this year, we also were celebrating my daughter's first birthday. She nice. was born right around this time last year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we had sense. our big summer party. Um, do you host any parties, Ryan? How do you feel about hosting parties? Uh, but, yeah, hey, one thing, we did have a run-in with the cops, mm-hmm. and... Did you I didn't get punch him in the face? No. Pretty right. proud of myself. Nice. Um, so we set off a, a bunch of fireworks at my house, and cops usually come, but no, this year they didn't come. We were probably 20 minutes into it, right at the end. Um, the grand finale happens to be a 245 shot, just one big brick cake. Hmm. Class D fireworks, like a town stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the fire, a couple mortars went off, and we see lights down at the bottom of my driveway, and the cops are walking up. Well, it's time to light the big one, boys. And, um, yeah, my brother set the torch to it, and that thing went off for two minutes. Cops kind of watched. 
this back, um, and my brother actually took the ticket. Um, he said he doesn't want me getting in any more trouble than I get myself in. So even though it was my house, my brother did take the ticket, and that was pretty cool of him. But um, I hope everyone else has fun festivities for the 4th of July, even though mine was on the 8th. No cool. Um, orientation this week, and we'll talk soon. Show on. Well, that sounds like a fun party. Um, as far as the hosting thing, I don't really do it, but I actually kind of like it, which is weird. I don't really like going places, and I actually don't generally like parties because I kind of feel out of my element. I like going to grandma's house, but aside from that, I'm just, I'm not, you know how when you go to somebody's house and they say, make yourself at home? I've literally never been able to do that. I don't feel like it's my home. I feel uncomfortable like I'm a stranger and like you don't want me. Like, it's weird to sit on your couch. Like, I, what I want to do is go over there and sit on your couch and watch your TV, but I feel like that's rude. So I guess we just stand in the kitchen, I stare at you, or like, I don't know what to do here. I'd love to eat some food, but I feel weird about eating your food. Everything's weird. I don't like it. But if it's my house, I do whatever I want. And you can do whatever you want. And if you're uncomfortable and feel like I feel, I don't care. That's your problem. I don't have to worry about that. I would like you to be comfortable. I want you to do whatever you want. If you want to go in my basement and just chill out, take a nap, I don't freaking care. But I get to make all the food, which most people seem to be a, seem to think of as a burden. I think that's freaking awesome. Because I'm going to make all the stuff that I like, and I'm going to make it real good. And there's going to be way too much of it. So that nobody has to be like, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I should grab it. There's only like one left. No, there's too much left of everything. Take more. But we really don't do it. Um, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I think I, that would be cool to do, but I've never really thought about asking anyone ever, and I don't know who to ask. You know, like, I don't know. It's a lot of work to be like, yeah, let's go call everybody and see if, and pick a date and then move the date around or whatever. You could do it around a holiday, I guess. Like, you want to come over here for the 4th, but it's like, they got plans for the 4th. Everyone's got, you know, they got kids, they want to go to their own thing. I don't want to come here for the 4th. I wouldn't want to. Maybe that's because I hate going places. I just assume everybody else does. Like, I don't, you know how pissed I would be if somebody's like, hey, you want to come over for the 4th? Like, dude, come on. No, I don't at all. And now I got to have, now I have to tell you no. And that sucks. But no, I like when people come over. Don't have like a super big house. So it would have to be outside in the backyard, I would think. You know, I mean, outside, inside kind of deal. But we don't even have a kitchen table big enough for our family, much less like a bunch of guests and everything. So, yeah, I like it. I think it's a, a fun thing to do, but I just never really do it. It'll be good when my kids grow up, you know, and then they get married and then their spouse has to come to our house and they get pissed about it. Like, oh, I have to go to my in-laws. I was a freaking hair. Like, yeah, you do. That's right. That's right. You got to put in your time now, buddy. You come to my house. I stay here. And you come to me. That's how this works. Put in your time. Okay? Pay your dues, little man. Stupid jerk. Never liked that kid anyways. Whoever he may be in the future. Does all that make sense? Anyways, why don't we take a break? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as a dollar a month. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. And yes, we still have the, uh, the what's it called? GoFundMe pinned to the top of my Twitter, etc. So if you want to support that, please do. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hey, y'all, this is Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee. I haven't called in a minute. What up? Um, so, uh, I actually, I, I have a lot of information that I'm sitting on, and eventually I'm going to call back and, and have a rant about Bears fans and stuff like that. But at this moment, uh, I'm calling in response to um, once again, you know, on Tiger Night After Dark, Ryan, you have mentioned how people actually believe, um, that, uh, Jordan Love's not going to be good because if he was good, then he wouldn't have sit behind any quarterback for three years. Now, this is directly after that gentleman from, from Cleveland's call talking about how his coworker who's a Browns fan just seems to be ill-informed, so I don't completely understand. I mean, obviously that 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 argument's stupid because you can't unseat the best quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. which he was two years in a row, hence the MVP, talking about Rodgers. Uh, but if somebody says that, tell you, just let them know. Jordan Love did unseat Aaron Rodgers. Right. He didn't sit behind Aaron Rodgers the whole time. Well, he did while Aaron Rodgers was there. But what ended up happening was Aaron Rodgers got the MVP in Jordan's first rookie year. Guess what? You can't unseat the best quarterback in the NFL. That's not going to happen. So then he comes back, Rodgers does, and he says, I'm going to win the MVP again, and he does that. He wins the MVP two years in a row once again. You do not unseat the best quarterback in the NFL. Well, the first year, 
he comes back, Rodgers, and does not win the MVP and actually doesn't do, you know, that well, right? Then freaking the Packers ship him off to the Jets, and now Jordan starts. So, yes, Jordan did unseat Aaron Rodgers. Not in the middle of the season like people probably want, but our, you know, the organization allowed Rodgers to finish out the year and then said, you know what, we don't want that again. Why don't you go to some new horizon somewhere, you know, go to those greener pastures, and uh, we'll go with our quarterback that is currently about to unseat you. That, that's what happened. Anyway, that, that was a long, long rant about one little subject. But, um, yeah, nice talking to you all again. You all have a nice one. Peace. Yeah, I mean, the, the bottom line is the Packers did move on from Aaron Rodgers with the intention of giving the, the, the job over to Jordan Love. That's what happened. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to mention that. You know, it's just it's just this horrible thing that happened as though the Packers just were blindsided by this and they wanted Rodgers desperately to stay for the next 50 years and, and now what are we going to do? We're, we're doomed. And, and no, this is the plan. This is exactly what is expected to happen and it's what the Packers wanted to happen. Everybody's fully aware, right? Rodgers wanted to be done with the Packers, whether that's retirement or play somewhere else. The Packers wanted to be done with Aaron Rodgers. It's very unlikely that the Packers' position would be, we want to move on to our other quarterback if we didn't have another quarterback, right? If you remove Jordan Love from the situation and pretend that's the situation we were in this entire time, it's very unlikely the Packers would be like, I'm done with this, we're moving on, you know, and then all the... the miscommunications and bad will things that took place. Um, it's very unlikely that would have happened. Instead, there would have been a lot of butt kissing and begging and pleading just like there was before when they gave Rodgers that ridiculous contract. Why did they do that? Because they wanted Rodgers to stay. That's why. They wanted him to stay, so they got him to stay. Then they wanted him to leave, and they got him to leave. It's that simple. So yeah, slam dunk point there that... Um, they didn't bench Aaron Rodgers in favor of Jordan Love, you freaking dummy. Not you, Dakota, obviously, but 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 you're right. That's what they did. They they moved on from Rodgers to Love. Ryan, Kyle from Madison. Hello. Uh, okay, I need to uh, practice a little revisionism here because sure. I had previously called in and said that the most annoying thing was Packer fans telling me love is going to be trash. Sure. And while that is still the most annoying thing, I spent the weekend in Minnesota visiting family, and now it's a tie. Okay. Okay. All right. Because I, I, am, I am triggered once again. Don't say that. Okay. And everybody listening to this has heard this. I'm not telling you anything new, but, but it is a tie for misery level. When I have to hear opposing fans tell me, oh, man, wait until you guys feel like the rest of the league. You guys are so lucky. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback for 35 years. Like, you guys are going to suck now. Welcome to the rest of us. Man, you guys are so lucky. Blah, blah. You've heard, you've heard it. Yep. You've heard it over and over. Yep. Um, I, I had to listen to it. I had to listen to it all weekend. Oh, it's like I'd rather have dental work done, like <laughs> painful dental work. And, yes, there's an element of luck. 
of course. Injuries are a lot of, of luck, right, sometimes. But I, I, my point to these Viking fans, and there's one Bears fan, too, of course there's one Bears fan, was it's, it's luck, but it's not just luck. I mean, our general managers, both Ted Thompson and Brian Gutekind, I mean, they get the Brass Balls Award, okay? Because both of them had good Hall of Fame quarterbacks in front of them with years to play. And they just put those things on the table and said, hey, we're going to take a first-round quarterback. And nobody else really does that. So, no, it's not just luck. It's not being afraid to make the difficult choice, you know? But uh, I want, like, I can, I can just feel the desire coursing through my body in a way I don't know I've ever felt uh, around the Green Bay Packers how badly I want Jordan Love to be just a world beater. It, I, it's, I can't even explain it. You probably know the feeling. But, oh, I just I want the shot in Freud so bad of him just dismantling these teams so I can just laugh at these people. Please, God, please make Jordan Love freaking awesome. Okay, bye. Yeah, and, and really what I just hate about that argument is it's just mindless. I mean, it's like everything else that I've been talking about this entire time. It is mindless stupidity. And the, and the fact that it is the majority of people that we run into as Packer fans is, is really staggering. You, you, would, you would think maybe once in a while you come across someone like that and you just think, holy cow, you are really stupid. And, you know, even the other Vikings or Bears or whoever fans would look at him and just be like, nah, I don't know what he's talking about, dude. Just ignore that guy. He's... He was in the, you know, he took the, sh- the short bus to school is all I'm going to say. But, um, no, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the dominant th- way of thinking. You've been good for so long. Welcome to the rest of whatever. What does that mean? What are you talking about? First of all, are you saying you're trash? Because you've had some pretty good teams over the years. I mean, you won how many freaking games last year? Like 13? Welcome to what? Sometimes going to the playoffs and sometimes not, and maybe one of those times winning a Super Bowl? Because that sounds exactly like what we've experienced with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. What is it exactly that's about to happen? And what is your evidence for that? You don't have any. You had it so good for so long, and now you're screwed. How do you know? You're essentially saying the team's going to be bad. What's your evidence of that? You're saying Jordan Love's going to be bad. What's your evidence for that? You don't have any. Because you're dumb. It's that simple. Like that's it. Case closed. There's nothing else to talk about. Hey, Ryan Skirt. Uh, just calling to say that uh, that podcast or interview on YouTube uh, with Clayton and Tony Mandridge was uh, that was kind of like life altering in a way where it changes your mindset completely about somebody. Oh yeah. That was unfairly. Uh, you know, judgmental. I have never had anything good to say about the guy just based on what happened. And to hear him be interviewed, to see him tell his life story and how he turned things around and what was going on behind the scenes, and to hear that Green Bay never gave up on him, that they gave him every opportunity, um, was... I I just want to say I really appreciate you guys putting your necks out there and doing that kind of interview with somebody and putting in the effort 
um, because like some of the other guys said in some of the other uh, previous Packernets uh, episodes, um, everybody needs to hear that story. Everybody needs to hear what happened to Tony and especially the new players. I think Green Bay would be doing themselves a great service by bringing him back and having him talk to players. Um, just, just based on uh, his optimism and everything, that his wisdom of what he went through um, is invaluable. So, Clayton, you hit a home run. That was an awesome one. So now you're going to have to hit another home run, and I uh, can't wait to hear uh, who that will be. So uh, keep it up, guys. That was impressive. And uh, I want to say one other thing. Um, Joe the janitor, you had me at hello. I'm a trooper. So go, Joe, go. Yeah, man, that um, is one of those things where I was listening to it live as it was happening. And when it was done, I remember thinking that was just different. You know what I mean? For a lot of reasons, it really was. It felt kind of special. But, you know, I didn't know if that was just me or what was going on. And as soon as they got off the call, I talked to Clayton, and that was like the first thing he said to me. He said, I don't, I don't know, that just felt different. And I, I specifically remember in the comments there was one guy kind of being a jerk. Like, he's a bust. To ask him about the steroid use, blah, blah, blah. And you could see his tone change in the comments section as the interview was going on. And by the end of it, I don't remember his exact comment, but it was something to the effect of, you know, I apologize, you know, I didn't really realize I'm a believer, I'm a fan, all this stuff. So, I mean, it was it was bigger than just what it did for Tony Mandridge and, and anybody that listens opinion of him, because I had the same experience. I don't know much about the guy. I know who he is. I know the story insofar as we drafted him, and he's one of the biggest draft busts in not just Packers history, but NFL history, et cetera, et cetera. And so we all just kind of put him in the bad guy column, like, oh, that was the worst thing that's ever happened, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, I, I think everybody that listened to that, including people that came in hostile, walked away with it feeling like, man, this is a this is a Packers legend that we have never acknowledged or sort of brought into the fold. You know, I, I remember even thinking at one point, like, oh, man, it's weird, like, he hasn't been back and all this stuff. And it's like, why would he come back? I mean, he said in the interview that, you know, everybody's always treated him relatively uh, politely, aside from a few people that maybe had one too many drinks or whatever, but I think it would be special for him and good for all of us to have sort of a, sort of like what we did with Brett Favre, right? Things got ugly, we welcomed him back, and we cheered for him. I think it would be fantastic if we could have sort of a mini thing like that for, for Tony Mandridge. And if you didn't listen to it, which you should, by the way, go go listen to that podcast. We did get a commitment from Tony that he would come up and hang out with us for the draft. I don't know if he specifically said hang out with us, but, you know, it's implied. <laughs> In 2025. So make sure you're planning on coming and planning on uh, hanging out with the Packernet podcast crew. Because we're going to see if we can't get Tony, who still looks like a massive human being, by the way. See if we can't get him like a 4X Packernet podcast shirt to wear around or something. But yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. That was a, a um, that was a cool thing to hear, and it goes just beyond his story. I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, good uh, insights, convictions, all that kind of stuff, just about things that he went through and, and his mindset and all that. Just first of all, seems like a great human being. So be sure you check that out. Um, 
here on the feed somewhere. Clayton did an interview with Tony Mandridge. So I'm going to leave it at that. You guys have a good rest of your day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.